Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically acclaimed show that we record in our living room. We're in our living room today. Because winter. Because winter. We've been in our living room a lot. And today we have one of our famous mystery episodes. That's right. It's a mystery episode. And today we're going to be talking about something. We call them a mystery episode simply because uh, Spice doesn't know what the topic, or one of us doesn't know. It could sometimes be me. Doesn't know what the topic of the episode is going to be today. And so, are you ready to be surprised? I'm ready. I was born ready. You know what we're going to talk about today? The effectiveness and the strengths of resistance training. How exciting is this? And you may hear me, my voice going a little nutty here from time to time, because I am actually, as we speak, or as I speak, I'm setting myself up to do another round of resistance band training. I am using this for my rehab, or as part of my rehab. So basically... What we're going to do, I'm going to let her, as I sit here and do my actual resistance training while we, while we speak, I'm going to let her talk about the exciting and wonderful world of resistance training. First, a disclaimer. I don't like lifting weights. Some people love it. It's not my groove. But I do it because I want to walk upright when I'm 80. And- I'd settle for walking upright next week. <laughs> yeah, that's what his rehab is about at the moment. But evidence of its usefulness, well, how about this uh, past weekend? We got several more inches of snow. And as one of us is recuperating from a broken ankle, the other one of us was out there with a shovel, clearing the sidewalks and and driveways and and vehicles as clean as possible to reduce slippage. Uh, Several hours of shoveling snow on two different days. Not a bit sore, because I do resistance training. Now, resistance training is something that everybody can use, and it's something that will help you be healthy, wealthy, and, well, healthy, anyway. And it's also one of the things that is exceedingly portable that you can take with you. So we're gonna, what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about the prepping values of resistance training. Well, the obvious thing is the more fit you are, the better off you will be if and when the stuff hits the fan. I mean, this makes perfect sense, right? And no less likely to be injured. Far less prevention's a big deal. So go ahead. In fact, I often lift weights standing on one of those uh, balance balls to strengthen the side-by-side mobility. He says it's crazy, but I have fewer bones than he had for a while there. And one of the reasons I get to keep the, the normal number of bones is I have tried to keep them strong through that sort of thing. So... The idea is you're always going to be remodeling yourself. You're always remodeling yourself in response to recent stresses. If you stress the muscles and bones and ligaments and things with resistance training, they rebuild stronger. If you quit doing the resistance training, then they rebuild weaker. And it's just going to happen no matter what your age, no matter what your sex. It's just going to be a thing. Guys do have an advantage in that the testosterone encourages better lean tissue building. They get a lot more gain out of the same amount of effort as we testosterone low people do. But it works for everybody and it works at every age. Okay, well you you may hear some 
some noise going off in the background. I apologize about that. It's like really cold outside. And so we have a, a, a room heater that kicks on and off. So that's what you're, if you hear a little bit of rumbling in the background, that's what's going on. And it's cold enough out there and it's cold enough in here. We're not turning our heater off just so <laughs> you can have a quiet podcast. Sorry about that. So uh, right now, I'm doing rehab, so I want to talk about what's going on inside of my broken little foot, which is no longer broken, but still yeah. sore as heck. He uh, broke the foot a few months ago. The bones have knit back together. I couldn't see any crack on it on the last extra I looked at. Uh, but as he rebuilt all that new tissue, things got tied together pretty darn tightly, so it's not as strong as it could be, and it's a lot more limited in its motion then it would be best for him to be. So he knows he's going to be remodeling that a lot. So he's working the joint over the full range of motion and giving it a little bit of stress to encourage it to remodel in the ways he wants it to. And I'm sitting, I'm just sitting here right now talking to you doing this. I've got this pink band. It's wrapped around. It's a giant rubber band. It's a giant rubber band. And it's wrapped around uh, the handle of my cane. And my, I'm using this as a, uh, as a uh, system to do the the uh, the thing. So what I'm doing is I've got the I've got it around the ball of my foot, and I guess that's the ball. Yep. Okay. And so I, I go down, and right now I'm doing it. I go down and I'm holding for ten seconds for some reason. Pointing the toe. Pointing the toe ish. As much as it's going to point. I could give you a nice long technical in, uh, explanation involving spindle fibers and things like that, but I doubt it would do much for anybody. So. Uh, the basic story is you stretch it and then you relax and pull back against it and let the resistance of the band flex the ankle up. And then he pushes back against it for several seconds and then he relaxes again. That's the way to get the most increase in motion for the least amount of pain is to do that a lot. And frankly, there is a little pain. I'm not going to be honest, or not going to be honest. I'm, not, I'm going to yeah. be honest and say, you know, it does. Rehab stinks, guys. Yeah, it, it Rehab does. always hurts. Um, you don't want to injure yourself, but it always, there's a difference between pain and injury, and it always hurts some. Reminds me of my old old rehab person for when I blew my knee out the first time. Um, she's like, my goal is to hurt you, but not injure you. <laughs> you learn the difference, and you learn to deal with the one, but it never becomes fun. But here's the thing. Because he's doing that now, it makes him a heck of a lot less likely to re-injure that joint in the future. And these bands he's using, I stick them in my bag when I when I travel. I stick them in my bag when I go out to the place. So it's for the weight cost of like three ounces. You can have a resistance workout wherever you are. You can, you can take them to work and do them at work during a break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Especially on a rehab type of a deal. I'm thinking about taking one of them to work with me so I can do it during uh, my work hours, one of the bands. Yeah, you can spread them out through the day, little bursts like that. The other thing is, you know, if I was going to be stuck, cooped up in a shelter or something, I would take these things along because lack of exercise makes me sleep badly. And it, it makes a lot of people sleep badly. Most people sleep better when they get regular exercise. And this is one way you can do it in a very small space with very little disruption, and you don't get all sweaty and nasty and in case showers are hard to get. It's you know, it's just one of the major elements to taking care of yourself 
so you're capable of doing what you need to do when you need to do it. Now, this is another one of those space program things. Resistance bands, as they are today, were, were really developed. I mean, yeah, the idea of resistance training goes back further than that, but the actual bands and some of the techniques used now were developed for NASA for people who were, like, at the space station. They, they can't lift weight. There's, nothing's, there's mass in space, but there's not weight in space. I know that's kind of mind blowing if you're not a you know if you're not really used to it. So basically, what they need to do is they have need to have something that they can work out doing that gives them resistance. So they use a lot of resistance training. Yeah, they're very lightweight, and if they did not do resistance training, even as little as one week in space, and they have lost massive amounts of bone mass and bone strength. They were having the first astronauts were breaking bones walking down steps when they came back because their bones erode so very quickly in the absence of resistance to encourage them to remodel strongly. So, yeah, it's something to think about. Now, we're using bands here. There are other kinds of resistance tools out there. Body weight. Uh, there are a lot of weight. body weight exercises. Yeah, you can... You just, Go ahead and explain what you mean by that. I was gonna... uh, body weight is where well, you use the weight of your own body as the weight you're moving around. So things like squats and push-ups and sit-ups and things like that are right. all and body leg weight. lifts, lots of leg lifts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, quad sets are, are another one that I do a lot of. Those, you're, those are what are called an isometric exercise when you're not actually moving the joint, but ah. you're producing tension in the muscle. Not, it's not resistance? It is resistance. But it's isometric, meaning the muscle stays the same length. Because you're not actually moving the joint around. You're putting tension on the muscles that flex the leg and the muscles that extend the leg at the same time. So you develop force, but the joint doesn't actually go anywhere because you're resisting yourself on the other side. It does the same thing for encouraging the uh, tissues to remodel right. But you don't even need any overt movement to make it happen. Cool. Well, I'm done with this set. And then I'll ice him up after he's uh, oh, done yeah. with these and we're done with yeah. the podcast. Because I'm all uh, about the icing up. That'll reduce the post-rehab uh, inflammation. Which you can see I'm already getting some of. What you're really doing when you're uh, and doing I have flexibility a- exercises I'm is sorry. you're popping the very tightest of the little connective tissue links. So the ones that are a good length are left in place, and the ones that are a little too tight are popped. So you don't bind things down too firmly long-term. But, of course, when you pop those guys, it it causes a little inflammation. Yeah, and I'm wearing a compression sock on that particular foot. To reduce swelling. To reduce the swelling, which reduces the swelling in the ankle, but it sends the swelling elsewhere. So anyway, uh, this is just a short little podcast, and... Is women, you're not going to bulk up. Yeah. Take a look at any of the pictures of me you you see anywhere on the site. I am not a bulky woman, and I've been lifting a minimum of twice a week for decades now. But you also stand up straight. Yeah. And you can also shoulder a 50-pound pack and off you go. Mm-hmm. I can do a, whatever I need to do. Shoulder a 20-pound dog and <laughs> <laughs> climb a mountain with her. And climb out, climb the Rockies with her. Sure, why not? So, yeah. So, we are, this is part of our Prepper Health series. 
in it's not speci- the bands themselves aren't specific of course to prepping but on the other hand they kind of it's one of those deals where you are preparing yourself and you 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 are your biggest prep there is no government or thief or situation that's going to take away your underlying well, situations might yeah well, but yeah, there is, but of all the preps that you are of the best chance of keeping with you in a wide variety of situations, none outrank what you do to make yourself ready to deal with things. Oh, and how do you know when it's time to stop? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for me to stop right there. I just felt something that was like, okay, you've done enough for now. So, yeah, prepping are these, we're going to, we'll put a link on, now we don't, we don't have a store. Okay, we're not trying to sell you anything, but we'll put a link on where you can get some of these bands so you can see what we're talking about. They're cheap. We just got them at a yep. generic big box store. Yeah. Right? You can find them at any big box store. You don't even have to go to a sports store. No, it just, it, but, uh, we'll put a link on there so you can see what we're talking about. It, on an Amazon link. But you, there are a lot fancier ones, but these are incredibly light and pack incredibly small. And they don't break too bad. And it was 15 bucks for a set of four. Yeah, and they're 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 heavy enough quality that they don't. Some of these you get, they just break right away if you get the really cheap ones. So we don't recommend those. <laughs> yeah, I can't use them for back resistance because my back's the strongest part of me, and I, I kind of pop you tend to pop that way. Yeah. <laughs> There's also you know we used to our first resistance machine was the uh, Bowflex, which we used for years, and that was an excellent piece of equipment, albeit not at all free. No, it was way overpriced, and then it broke, so then we stopped using it. Yeah, it was she a couple decades it. in by then. Hmm? Yeah, it was a, it was a decade old, but she broke it. <laughs> she was rough. She was tough. She just <laughs> <laughs> so she broke the thing, and then we th- ended up throwing it away. I think. No, we okay, no no we, we 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 free cycled it, and somebody came and picked it up, and I think they they fixed it again. So. Yeah, there was only one bar broken, so it was we still... didn't have much room in our house anyway. So not that. Not that we need to go into why we got rid of our Bowflex, but they they are available and they do work. But these little cheap bands work great. So, just thought we'd throw this out there for you. If, you were, if you're interested, I uh, highly recommend looking into some resistance training as part of your preps. Because you have to remember to prep yourself physically, mentally. Yeah, you don't want to wreck you. Do a first day of trying to get out of town, and you wake up the next day barely able to move because you were unfit, and now you can't really walk on day two. That's right. Just you don't want to cool. be me right now because I went to the, I was going to the gym. Okay, tell you a quick story. I was going to the gym, and I got there. Of course, we've been getting snow and snow and snow, and this stupid city keeps piling the snow in front of the sidewalk without like making cutouts so that people can walk. You have to climb over a foot and a half or two feet of snow. I'm not at that point in my recovery where I can do that. I mean, I'm walking on ice to start with. And a lot of people say, well, so what? Well, walking on ice with a cane is just, and your one of your two feet doesn't really work very well. You know, you're a, a week out of being in a walking boot. No, this is not happening. That's why I'm mute doing, sitting here doing the resistance training in my house. But uh, so you get into a situation, but you don't want that to be a permanent thing. That's a temporary I'm recovering from something thing, not a this is a this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life sort of a thing. Yeah, you don't want to be seeing a four inch rise and thinking you can't step over that. And hey, 
you know, when you're in rehab and you have a broken leg and you can't put any weight on it or whatever, it's a real deal. You know, even even Rambo out there breaks a leg, he's done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you, what you got to do is to find ways to, to build yourself up to, to reduce the risk. Everybody can have an accident. Everybody can break a bone. But you want to do everything you can to resu- reduce the risk. Of, like what I did, I hit ice. And down I went. It was not, you know. Uh, when you step on glare ice, you know, all, all bets are off. And um, then you essentially jump down three stairs or four stairs, whatever it was, onto concrete. Well, you must have slipped down the stairs and landed on it. Cause oh, yeah, I, it, I, it, I did. I mean, but, you know, my foot went out from under me, and there you go. I mean. Yeah. I uh, tell you what, though, I was glad I'd been lifting weights when I was out hiking in Yellowstone and trying to climb over and under fallen trees and stuff and, and mud and bad footing. Absolutely. You know, it would have been a bad time for an ankle injury, but I didn't get one thing. Well, Absolutely. Glad. So it's, it's just something to think about. Okay, we're going to leave it at that and talk to you later. Bye. Bye.